everybody, welcome back to This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast. I am Marvel Digital Editorial Director Ben Morse, joined by... And I am Blake Garrison. We have, for fans of the podcast, know that we have a lot of celebrities stop by, yeah. and the, sh- the short list that we have for booking celebrities has ge- is getting shorter, <laughs> and this man has been on my short list for a long time. Oh, nice. And he's finally gracing our presence today. Oh, well. We always have people introduce themselves. Uh, introduce- Corey Taylor here, uh, Slipknot, Stone Sour Singer stuff you i've been know? hearing for years how big of a marvel fan oh dude. you were yeah, yeah huge and, and finally the stars align and you're this in kind of rad yeah. like what, what 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 got you into marvel in the in the first place you know i you know, I, I love telling this story because i mean i moved around a lot when i was a kid you know but and it seemed like there was like this handful of stuff that we always brought with us like no matter what and there was always this this raggedy stack of comics that from move to move like you'd lose a cover you know there, there was always like at least four or five that just didn't have any cover whatsoever but you knew as soon as it because just because of the top page and that kind of that's honestly how I learned to read it was like reading those you know those old Marvel comics that my mom just kind of just wouldn't let go of I'm not really sure why that's interesting um, yeah. it was kind of cool yeah yeah so I you know I kind of I just kind of started taking those and I've still got them somewhere like yeah. they're like I've got stuff kind of stored from years because of just how much I moved around but yeah that's that's how I got into it you know and, and uh, I just never stopped what was it about the comics that appealed to you that made you want to read them and learn, like you said, learn to read off them? Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty strong, powerful thing. I, I think it was, uh, for the most part, obviously when I was a kid, it was the artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the, and this was the '70s, mm-hmm. so it was kind of the golden age where like all the great artists were really starting to kind of come into their own and develop their own style and everything. Um, but then after that, you know, once I kind of started, you know, like really reading the the stories really grabbed me you know i mean and it wasn't just like the team ups and and you know the you know the big you know the big annuals or anything like that you know i was just really kind of consistently looking for the continuation in the actual story you know so for me it was just you know growing to love these characters and just the 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 sense that yes they were superheroes but there was just a there was something real about them you know you desperately wanted them to be real and it's you know kind of continued to this day and you're keeping like I mean you mentioned before the interview you you, you got the nerd cred going on you mentioned Doctor a little bit Who yeah yeah talking Mike. about the Russo brothers yeah and all that yeah stuff. Like, oh yeah I can I can drop some Cirrus names <laughs> it's good what's your big is there one thing you're really into or are you just like a I kind of you know I I won't I I mean obviously I grew up everybody had their favorite when they were growing up I, mine was Spider Man got him tattooed on me like nice. he's my guy um, even with you know the weirdness that happened in the nineties and. Yeah. The dreaded clone era. Yeah, uh, it was still, you know, they're just the, his character. The core of his character has always really appealed to me. It was the fact that just because you're super doesn't mean your life is amazing. You know, like it's you still have to deal with all of these very human problems. And sometimes when you have superpowers, they make the they become super problems. You know, so I, that to me, I really related to that. You know, this is the. It's like doesn't matter where you are; it's who you are at the end of the day, and that was kind of my, you know, my, the 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 moment where my reading the comics stopped being, I don't want to say superficial, but just kind of you know you, you have the casual readers, and then you have guys like us who lived and breathed them for so long that it just became a, a part of how you lived, and you really kind of looked for 
every little nugget and every little treasure to kind of hang on to. And I think that's where, that's why I really, you know, kept loving it as much as I did. You know, it's rare we get a guest who can actually speak to the Clone Saga. Right. Uh, so I'm gonna, so I'm gonna jump right on that <laughs> and God. ask, right, and go. ask for your take on the Clone Saga. What went right? What went wrong? Nothing why'd you went stay, right. I mean, why just stay with Spider-Man through it? You know, well, because I mean, honestly, he just—it's you can't let go of him. I mean, it, yeah, it, I'd been a fan of like for 20 years, and just, you know, just because it was that bad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, and 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 honestly. Until they really started splitting it up, and until they got to like the third and the fourth, I was just like, "What is going on?" Like I could handle Ben. Yep. Ben was fine, um, the, and then you know the big switcheroo. Oh, Peter's the clone. Like I was just like, "What the f- are you talking about?" <laughs> no, what? No. So for me, it was you know even like everything leading up to that. I was still I was kind of like uh, maybe uh, no this is garbage this is terrible and honestly I stopped reading comics for like five years I was so mad that I just kept well I didn't stop I mean come on um, <laughs> I stopped I honestly I stopped collecting Spider-Man, Spider-Man for a yeah. while just, yeah. beca- just because of it. and honestly the writing had become atrocious too you know nothing against the, you know the right the, well yeah everything against the right no <laughs> nothing against the writers but just you know the, I, I can remember one panel and I want to say it was the new Green Goblin who was saying mm-hmm. something. And he was mm-hmm. dropping. He's just like, it won't nearly be as bad as Star Trek V. And I'm like, who cares about that? <laughs> Why is that even in there? You, oh, shut up. Like, I was so pissed that I was just like, you know what? Just keep my tools. I'm going home. I don't care. We're done here. So it took me a while to kind of get back into it. And, um, but you know, I mean, it's and honestly, it was it's, it was right about right around that time I started getting to the Ultimates to oh, be yeah. on it, you know, and that's that kind of led me to get back into comics in general. But now it was it was it was just like oh Christ, so now I have two lines of continuity I have to keep track of, and I, I can barely keep two thoughts in my head as it is. And but it was cool, you know. There was a lot of great things going on. On the flip side, the, you mentioned you were kind of into the writers. Yeah. Are there any writers you love? Um, oh yeah, man. I mean, it's, I could go on and on. Uh, obviously, Bendis is amazing, um, and all the stuff that he was doing, it felt so revolutionary and yet so comfortable. Like you, you just you, it was almost like he had listened in on every conversation that every you know <laughs> geek roundtable had ever had, and was just like, oh, those are really good elements. We're gonna do that. We're gonna do this. You know, and it was really you know it was it was great. I mean. Um, other than that, you know, I mean, everything's escaping me right now because I'm so, like, I'm still kind of freaking out that Over I'm here. <laughs> yeah. So, like, as, as soon as we stop, I'll be like, oh, then there's this, then now But uh, for me, that's when it really got exciting. That's when you started having, you know, obviously Civil War, uh, World War Hulk, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. But, and then before that was Planet Hulk. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many great runs that you were just, like, you were just kind of, and I hadn't felt like that since Maximum Carnage, let's put it that way, which was my favorite kind of cross-title uh, bonanza, you know? Like, I, I can remember scouring Des Moines for the, the latest issues. Like, every week I was just like, okay, something's something's got to come out. Is it going to be in Morbius? Is it going to be in, you know, like, I was freaking out trying to get all these, these issues. And then, you know, kind of going back and then finding all the 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 stories of you know the 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 carnage saga when uh when mcfarlane was still doing it it was like trying to find all those 
it was it, it reminded me of that so it was it was great chasing down all those little pieces to the civil war stuff and I, it was just, it was great it, it made me excited to be a, a fan again incidentally scouring des moines would be a great song title uh, look right. I, that's that'll probably be my my after death movie title <laughs> yeah <laughs> scouring des moines the the, the trials and tribulations of Corey taylor <laughs> So you mentioned Civil War. I get you excited for uh, oh, the film. Dude. Like we, like for fans who are, Ben and I saw it last night. So uh, we're not going to say anything. But yeah, yeah please don't. You must be excited for Spider Man. Oh, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> like it's like you have to understand. I have a round table at my house filled with some of the the biggest cynical pricks on the planet <laughs> when it comes to this. You know. Uh, not just because we've been burned a couple times, it's true. Uh, but just for the fact that we are very passionate about the characters, we're very, we're very passionate about who we feel treats respect to the characters. I mean, our ongoing thing, and, and, and not to name any other companies, but one of the reasons why this company works so well is because not only do you respect the characters, you respect the source material, mm-hmm. and that to us is huge, you know, and. It, it makes us excited to see it and not dread it, if that makes any sense. Absolutely you know? makes sense, yeah. So for me, being a Spider-Man fan, and, you know, I mean, I didn't, you know, I loved the Raimi ones, but there was always that kind of vibe that you, I'm watching a Sam Raimi movie. Mm-hmm. To me, it wasn't really a Spider-Man movie. It was a Sam Raimi movie that just happened to have Spider-Man in it. Mm-hmm. As good as Sp- Spider-Man 2 was, yeah. you know. Um, and then, honestly, the Andrew Garfield ones, I didn't really have a problem with. The, the second one kind of suffered from Spider-Man 3-itis. Mm. There's too much going on and not enough story. But when they, when I found out that a deal was being made and he was actually coming you know, back into the fold to be part of this huge world, like, dude, you have no idea. Like, I'd, I'd, I, I might or might not have taken a moment and cried <laughs> in a room by myself. You weren't um, and, you know, saying endless love, you know, just <laughs> kind of into the corner of the ceiling. I might not have done that. I might have. You can't prove it. So, um, yeah. But, uh, I want to ask you this. Cause a friend, another friend of the podcast who's a musician, too, Method Man, he's been by. Oh, nice, he, yeah. He's very impassioned about comics. Yeah. And he, uh, as opposed to you, has no friends who he can talk comics with. Oh, man. So I, you well, got to give him my number. You then, have yeah. this round table. Yeah. T- speak a little on that. Like, who are your, who's your company? Are they other musicians? Oh, are they no, 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 no. These are all dudes that I just hang out with when I'm in Des Moines. Des Moines. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got friends and, and bands who I, I geek out with, but my core group it's like we're the worst dudes on the planet like we used to go, we used to go to famous daves and just like get the biggest table it'd be like 20 of us and we're feeding our face sauces flying and we're going i'm going to tell you again why this is a terrible idea and that title should be burnt you know so that's the kind of people like all the guys from uh i'll, I'll give them a little bit the mayhem comics in des moines um you know uh brent tom Lonovic, uh, uh, my buddy Joe Kennedy, who he and I are like very much, we're very much the, the quiet guys who just kind of watch, and then yeah. and then we go, yeah, that's terrible, and uh, you know, I mean, we're those Here's guys, why. you know, yeah, and and, and and this is why you're wrong. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, no, I mean, we've got so many, uh, you know, good friends that are just into it, you know, and you you lose days sometimes, oh, yeah. like you know, talking about it. 
and it, it'll be one of those moments where it's just like, you know, we're just going to have a few people over for dinner, and then, you know, we'll hang out for a little bit. And then you turn around, it's 4 a.m., and you're like, oh, God, my kids are getting up in three hours. This is <laughs> stupid. But it's rad, you know? Like, it, it's it, it just shows, it, it. you know, I couldn't have had that when I was in high school, you know? Because when I was in high school, geek was a bad name, yeah. you know? And we, were, uh, we had that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, not even not only being into comic books, but being into metal and rock and all that right. stuff, and and just being into stuff that was exciting to us. That all the uh, the normals, you know, I don't even know what you would call them today, just kind of looked down their nose at. You know, fast forward twenty five years later, and Comic Con is the new Coachella. Can I ask though? I mean, you're. You and your band are famous enough where it's got to be hard to walk around stuff like that. Honestly, right? I you're only really treated that way if you put yourself out that way. Uh, and I really? never have, you know, to be honest. I get people who come up to me all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's not nearly as bad as the people who intentionally keep people at bay. You know what I'm saying? There are some people they have to because it's just, it's nuts. But then there are the people who really set themselves up to be better than the unwashed, swollen I have guy, seen, you know? Yeah, I've seen people it's with their cats rid- down and they're ridiculous. doing this, and it's I mean, easy screw to spot. You, you know? Yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah, really? You're that important? <laughs> okay. Sorry, Mr. President. I didn't know that was, you know, I didn't know you were taking time out of your business schedule for Comic-Con. <laughs> for me, it's about being in it. It's not about me. It's about where you're at, you know? And I'm like that almost everywhere I go, especially when I'm with my kids, you know? Sure. Now, if it gets too intense, yeah, I'm going to ask you to move away, but it's, it it takes two seconds longer to stop, say hi, take a picture with someone, and then they're good, and then you're still doing what you do. It takes more energy to be in than it does to make someone life, you know? Mm -hmm. And for me, that's that's just common sense. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess, while we're on the subject, I want to mention... You guys are going on tour with Manson. Yeah, yeah, Speak yeah, yeah. a little on that. That's a, it's it's going to be rad, yeah. man. I mean, we haven't toured together since uh, Ozfest 2001. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a while. We've done festivals here and there in, in Europe and, and, and around, you know, the, the States with, like, some of the radio, like, festivals and stuff. Mm-hmm. But we haven't done a concentrated tour in a very long time, you know. Um, we were able to put it together. Uh, got, of Mice and Men is going gonna, is gonna to open the show, which is rad. It's just three killer bands that are ready to just destroy America this summer, you know? So we uh, we know he's going to be coming out of the gate, you know, doing something insane and exciting. So we have completely overhauled our whole stage set. We've gone, we've done something comp- like a lot more visual, um, changed the setup incredibly. Like it's, we're really stoked. Like it's going to be really, really f***ing kick ass to be honest, man. I want to talk about writing for a second because okay. you just mentioned you worked on a comic, yeah, yeah. worked on a book, yeah. writing music. There's different muscles you got to flex for all of those. How do you kind of switch between the the different ones? No, it's interesting. I mean, it's 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 something that no matter what I do, if I feel I'm not good at it, I don't do it. You mm-hmm. know, but if I have an interest in it, and I feel like I could be good. I, I try it. Like you know, I didn't know how intense it is to write a comic yeah. until I actually had to write a comic. And I only did four issues, you know? <laughs> so I was like, Ugh. so it was a lot of cutting teeth. Yeah. Um, the people who I worked with were absolutely fantastic and really kind of walked me through how to set the script up. 
um, how to give visual cues to the artist and and really how to just lay it out that way, you know? And uh, for me, I mean, once I really caught it, I, I really kind of felt like I had figured it out by issue four. Perfect. <laughs> it was like, Perfect. yeah, totally. got this nail. <laughs> Last issue. Here we go. Um for me, it was a little bit of it was the desire and the challenge, you know. Um, I knew like, because I could see it in my head, you know. And, and if you can see something in your head, you can usually be able to get, get it down and have and, and relay it to someone to be able to visualize it for you, you know. Uh, with writing books, I have always been a writer, like whether it's songs or essays or stuff like that. Sure. I had written I had uh, written a column for a magazine in Great Britain for I uh, just actually just let it go in 15 years wow. so I really kind of developed a style by doing that and really yep. kind of honed how to do it so when it came time to write a book I, I knew how to set it up how to do it how to space it out um, it's just something that I, I if if I'm into it I, I put everything into it you know and if it feels like work, it doesn't. It, it, you shouldn't do it. You know. I mean, everything's going to feel like work every once in a while. But if it constantly feels like work, that means that you're trying to force something on on another person. And I'm not into that. You know. Like things should come naturally. I did a whole speech at Oxford in in uh, the UK, and my whole speech was, <laughs> it's like, and this is just to sum it up: <laughs> what you love, go with what you're good at. Because a lot of people don't do that. They, 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 they don't take the time to figure out what their skills are. Instead, they try to go with what they truly love. And it's like, that's fine. It doesn't mean you have to stop loving it. But don't expect to make money doing it. Sure. You have to go with where your skills are. And I'm sorry, not everyone is going to be able to do what I do, do what you guys do. You have to figure out what you're good at. You know, And it resonated with a lot of those kids you know and they came up and they were like thank you like nobody's ever said that to us before and that's kind of just the way I've kind of led my life really you know like if I'm not good at something I don't try it like I'm not I'm certainly not going to go out and give people skydiving lessons I wasn't good at it the one time I did it and I had help you know like there's no way but the stuff that I feel I'm good at people respond to it so obviously I got to be good at something I want to ask too, like, I mean, since us working at Marvel, we were afforded the opportunity to get some things that others don't. I'm sure yeah. it, it, you had the same situation. Yeah, a bit, yeah, yeah. I'm always curious for you, as, and being a, a fan of uh, the nerd stuff, is there one thing that just, you're like, how am I here? This is amazing. I have had, I've been very fortunate to have a handful of those. Let me tell you about, uh, let me tell you the story of the sneak preview that I got to see of the Avengers, hmm. and this was before all the effects were done. Oh wow! Right? This was in this was in this was in California at Disney Studios. Nice. Um, I was invited down through a couple different people, some some people I think who worked for Hollywood Records, and there was talk of whether or not I could work some Stone Sour music into the, the movie, which I was all about, you know. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, we offered them absolute zero for the Avengers and they ended up going with Soundgarden which I disagree with that decision <laughs> that's just me um, so it's me and my wife and I am quiet which that tells you how nervous I was because I could talk your ears off and everybody else out there you know um, they walk us in unbeknownst to us Scarlett Johansson's there who oh. sat clear across the room but I knew exactly where she was I was like there she is she's just 
<laughs> Clark Gregg sat right in front of me. Nice. Right in front of me. And I was so scared to say anything to him that I just I just kind of elbowed the wife. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Colson. That's Colson. Cut to the movie's playing. Colson gets the spear of destiny through the, the old, you know, heart. And I let out a noise that I couldn't <laughs> get back. I was like, what the f***? You're like really loud. And <laughs> Clark Gregg just kind of, <laughs> he gives me a look. And I just went, that's <laughs> And he just gave me a thumbs up. And I was like, that's kind of the coolest thing I've ever. Like, I walked awesome. out of floating that's on air. Like, it was so good that I totally <laughs> just busted myself out in front of Colson himself. <laughs> and even my wife was like, no, they can't they can't kill Colson, right? <laughs> and he was so stoked. Like I didn't talk to him after that, but he just kind of gave me the, you know, the thumbs up. And uh yeah, that was a great moment. That's awesome. That's an amazing story. Yeah. That's great. It's pretty good. Um <laughs> I want to give you a tour now. We got to Oh yeah, we got to do a anything tour. else you want to talk <coughs> I know uh, yeah. mentioned social uh, you're on social media. Yeah, yeah, I'm at uh at Corey Taylor Rock uh, is my Twitter handle. That's really all I can handle. <laughs> I don't snap twit or or insta chat. <laughs> I don't know on the webs exactly. I actually have other people run my Twitter through my there Facebook. Like I don't even handle any of that. I don't, I don't even know if you poke on Facebook anymore. Or <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know if they still have the farms and. <laughs> that is so stupid, by the way. Though <laughs> no, I don't know what the hell that was. Well, but see, yeah, I handle Twitter. That's me. Um, it's yeah at Corey Taylor Rock. My show is on Beats One. It's called A Series of Bleeps, yep. and it's really even more offensive than I've been today. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Seriously, thanks again for coming by. This was a huge this pleasure. This oh, dude, fun. it's so all good. Awesome. By the way, I have some ideas for Phase Five that we're going to talk about <laughs> later because I it's yeah. Yeah, we'll pass the word go. along. I, yeah. Please do, and I I expect them to take it seriously. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for joining us. This is Marvel, your universe.